Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Today is, um, shit, what is today? July the 12th. July 12th. Again, it's like 6.20 in the morning. Uh, Monday morning. Uh, out here, and I'm heading to work. But I'm about to fire off this podcast, get, get it going, because I've had an interesting weekend. Uh, a couple of things to talk about, you know, reviews, um, and uh, also just fucking, you know, living out here. But anyways, anyway, so li- Black Fucking Widow, uh, Marvel's Black Widow, the latest installment in the in the Marvel universe, and. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Um, you know, Marvel, you know, without being too much of a homer, Marvel makes the movies and it's just one thing, you know, as a comic book fan, as like Godzilla fan, and, you know, kind of as this, uh, I like video games, even though I don't play very many video games anymore, except for the ones on my phone, which I would like to get into, I would like to get into hard console games, but they're fucking so expensive, but that, let's get on, out of uh, topic here, uh, but as, a, as, you know, I play Final Fantasy, I love Final Fantasy, I haven't played the last couple of renditions, just again, the, the consoles are expensive, and I have other things I want to do with my money, and, and whatnot. Um, I, I loved, for instance, in Final Fantasy, you can find different versions, different iterations, different, uh, abilities, different, that go all the way from Final Fantasy 1 all the way up to the, to the latest one. For instance, like, Ifrit and Shiva, you know, you know Ifrit's a fire elemental, could be a, a summon, could be a, a GF, it could be, he could be a part of you, he could be an enemy, he could be a ship, you know, Final Fantasy lets the creators of the games have free reign over what they want to do with said characters, you know, as well as Behemoth, and, uh, I can't think of the major, you know, some of the major, uh, uh, things, the magics they have, like, um, Baraga, you know, and Kiraga, and, and all these things, and, and Holy, Holy, the fucking Holy Attack, you know, Phoenix, the Phoenix ability, so they have things, and they, and they come up multiple times, you know, in, in the games, and, and that's something I like, because you always, you know, chocobos are a common thing, it's just something I like seeing when I play the game, I'm like, I wonder, you know, Tom Berry's, the Marlboro characters, like, it's just something I like seeing, because I'm a Final Fantasy fan, it's just something, and then they toss it in there, and you don't know when you're going to get it, but sometimes you're like, oh, shit, look, here's this character, or that character, and, uh, you know, it's just always fun to see. And Marvel, Marvel has built their movies the same, the same kind of way. They've built up this, this repertoire of characters and lines and this universe, this story, this, it's overlapping in, and everybody piggybacks off of everything else. And, you know, and everything's connected, and that's just what they've done. That's what they've done. I mean, they took the they took the risk, they took the you know, they had the idea. They were like, okay, well, you know, we're going to build a build a uh, build a home for all these characters. See, they built the characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Ant Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, um, you know, Loki, 
Hawkeye, Nick Fury, S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Coulson, so on and so forth. But overall, they built to overall, you know, how they interact with each other. It's, just, it's not just random. They built them a, a story, a good story. You know, one that has proven for them to be very successful, you know. And in taking on Thanos after 10 years and whatnot. And this is, and, and like I said, Marvel has built, a, Marvel has done a great job. In Black Widow, it, it goes through all of the 10 years. It gives Black Widow her movie. And they do it all in that time frame. In the in a movie time frame. Like this movie I thought could have possibly came right after Infinity War or before Infinity War. Uh it possibly where it should have been. Uh but I don't mind that it came after. I like that they were like, okay, well, this movie took place before, after Civil War, but before Infinity War, but, um, you know, obviously, I'm going to spoil some stuff, but we're going to introduce to you the next iteration of Black Widow, the next, you know, super soldier, assassin, you know, and we're going to send off Romanoff in, you know, in a more, not a proper way, but a little bit more like to get like her last movie in. And, um, and we'll send her off well. And uh, for all intents and purposes, the movie's doing well at the box office. So, like I was, t- I was talking to my brother about this, you know, they explain a lot in the movie, and now you understand, I understand now where they're kind of going with all of this, uh, I think the lady's name is Valentina, is now, has, is assembling the B-list Avengers to take on, to rival Nick Fury, uh, but that's post-Christian, but yeah, I, overall, I love Black Widow, I thought, I thought it was a great movie as far as a standalone for her. Like, I felt like this movie should have been done. It would have been better had the movie been done before Infinity War. But they obviously couldn't really bring in. Well, maybe they could have. You know, but I don't. The, the, time, the timing of the movie is not what I'm. It has nothing to do with the movie. Overall goodness. But I think this movie would have really rocked and kicked ass had this movie came out before Infinity War. Like, and now when I mean rocked and kicked ass, I mean this would have been like a, like a seven hundred million or eight hundred million dollar movie. As I drop my phone here, this would have been a major hit movie, um, even more so than it is. Like, as I say, uh, I've been reading all the news. That Black Widow is muscling out that Fast and Furious, which just just came out like a week or two ago. Uh, And and for obvious reasons. I mean, this is a movie... Well, I think they nailed Black Widow's sister, Yelena. Uh, She might actually be Russian. And and my brother says she's from Midsommar. So I'm not... uh, I'm not familiar with the movie, I think it's on Prime or maybe uh, Hulu, which I might take it a, a, a gander at it. Uh, as I'm flossing my teeth here, but apparently she's from Midsummer, but she she did well. I thought she held her own. She kind of muscled her way onto the screen, and I actually liked the interaction between the two sisters. 
you know, Natasha and Elena, and I, and I like the dad, I like the whole family dynamic that they built. Like, they kind of made their own little kind of Avenger squad with the family, like, kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy-ish. Uh, uh, obviously, obviously everybody knows, if you pay attention, you know the Black Widow, as we know, Natasha Romanoff is good and dead. She sacrificed herself in Endgame, and she's gone now. They can't, they can't bring her back. Contractually, or maybe even just, you know, she, her character just didn't die. Maybe maybe she'll pop up in the multiverse, you know, later on down the road. Pending. Uh, but... Uh, so you know, you know, going into the movie, she's getting there. But this is a story, I guess, of how she grew up. They're, they were uh, secret agents under, not under Hydra, but under Draco's fucking network of widows. He was trying to take down like a whole. He was trying to be the ruler of the world with this Black Widow program in the Red Room. Uh, in Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, they grow up. And she eventually, they talk about, you know, her killing Drakov's daughter, or so she thinks, and also trying to kill Drakov, which then they come to find out that did not happen. Both of those did not happen, but Natasha thinks so. And, he, you know, going all the way back to Avengers, the OG Avengers, you know, Loki tells her, you know, can you erase that much read off the ledger, you know, Draco's daughter, Sao Paulo, the hospital fire, like, can you erase that much red? The ledger's practically gushing, dripping, you know, and for a man no more virtuous than herself, you know, that she's bargaining for Hawkeye. So you understand since then that, I mean, and they go over that in the movie, they talk about how for her in order to, because she wanted to take take down Draco from the jump, like, I guess since she graduated being a Black Widow, like, she went about missions, and then she wanted to take him down. The only way to do it was to track down Draco's daughter, and eventually she knew that Draco would, you know, see his daughter, and she ended up bombing them in, like, I think a hotel, but, so they talk about that, and I love that they brought that in, and then, you know, they, they go through the whole family, like I said, I don't want to give up the whole movie, but I liked it, it you know, the Red Guardian, you know, is played by, uh, I keep thinking, I keep saying his name is Harper, uh, I don't know his real name, but he's in Stranger Things, uh, he was funny, uh, the two sisters were funny. Elena and and Natasha were funny as hell. Uh, I like that they, they, they keep talking about, you know, this goes from Deadpool and, and they talk about the hero pose. And, and the sister has it. Why do you do that? You know, the pose you do. Like you flip your hair and, and they're like, and Natasha doesn't have really have an answer. She says, you know, you're such a poser. That, that's fucking funny, but, uh, yeah, I, I give Black Widow two thumbs up, and then eventually, you know, Taskmaster is, you come to find out Taskmaster is Draco's daughter, and they find the Red Room, and they set up a plan to go bring down Draco in the Red Room, finally, and they end up freeing a dozen or so Black Widows there, and they get this fucking, um, this powder, or I don't know if it's powder, maybe it's like a, a chemical agent that unlocks the mines from Draco's uh, mind control. And Natasha ends up setting most of these widows free just before, I guess, just before the events of Infinity War. Like, I don't know how much before Infinity War this was, uh, but I'm assuming it was not much before. And I know there was a lot of time in between Infinity War and Endgame. So, but she had, you know, 
a lot of a lot of time. So I, I and then I know Thanos ended up snapping half of the widows out. So it's possible that Elena was snapped out of existence in that time. Now I would like for them to explain that in detail a little bit more, because that's the only thing I could think that she was snapped out of time, as for reason why. And maybe her whole family was snapped out, but when they brought them back, they sacrificed. She sacrificed. Uh, Black Widow sacrificed herself to bring everybody back. And like post credits, that girl Valentina, who was also in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that recruited uh, the fake Captain America, as, as I call him. I don't know what his name is in in context of Marvel. Right this second. But she recruits him, and then she ends up recruiting Yelena. So she's setting up, and I think it has to do with Sword. They're set, she's setting up like the anti-Nick Fury group. That's not necessarily bad, but they're not good either. Um, and I think they're going to take on the remaining Avengers and fuck with them, you know, and do things. And then there's a power broker on top of all that who can help out in Zemo. So they might challenge the Avengers going forward. Uh, but I give Black Widow's like a two thumbs up. Like I, I thought, I thought it was good. I mean, it follows the Marvel stories. It's you know, it's right there with all the other movies. And if you like all the other Marvel movies, you like this one. Done well. The fight scenes are are good. The you know. Not the, not only the fight scenes, but the the story was good too. I like I like how they kind of wrapped up Black Widow's story all the way. Like I felt like this story was not only wrapped up, but you know it was a good send off for her. So with that said, I'll, I'll give you some final thoughts here. I, got, I just got to work, so I'm gonna pause this here, and then. You know, we'll pick this up momentarily after I get out of work. We'll, I'll give my final thoughts on Black Widow, and then we'll talk about Conor McGregor and UFC and uh, a couple other items. So hang tight. Okay, everybody, so I'm back. I'm going to get this episode wrapped up and posted uh, today. I guess it's Tuesday. Um, I'm busy as hell these days, but well, we're still we're still trekking on the podcast like i said we're still building it up although right now i'm looking for a car wash and i'm doing a bunch of paperwork today i'm getting more and more closer to getting done with all my paperwork and all my uh legal stuff going on with my business never have been in years past so but i'm looking for a car wash currently but let's uh, let's uh let's get the final wrap up now that i i've talked about the majority of black widow Let's, let's do a final wrap up. Uh, it's a good movie. I, like I said, I, I kind of felt like this movie should have been placed in between Infinity War and Endgame, or before Infinity War. But I'm not, I'm not mad at that fact. I, I like how they gave a Black Widow the send off, and I think Yelena will play a big, big role going forward. Um, I know people were wondering, like, will she be that big of a going forward and I think she will I think they're going to set up I think it's S.W.O.R.D. is going to set up the anti-Avengers like the Avengers fuck up these people come in and that kind of was Baron Zemo's whole M.O. in prior years uh, and I kind of see that going forward oh you can't do the fucking pay for the car wash here I kind of see that point going forward because I think the Avengers fuck up more often than they don't fuck up, especially the old Avengers. Like, we're just destroying shit. And that kind of is a common theme for uh, for superhero movies. You know, it's a theme for Batman and, and Superman. Uh, Superman was just destroying shit without any checks. And Batman took offense to that. Um... Is there a car wash across the street? I'm trying to look, but I can't. I can't see because it's kind of hidden. I don't think there is, but we'll find. We'll find another car wash, gas station type of deal. Should have went to one by my house, but my car is dirty as fuck. Uh, 
But as I was saying, yeah, Black Widow is great. It's a great movie. I, I think if you're a fan of Marvel and you've been growing up. And I, now that me and my girlfriend, we are, uh, I'm, we're going to watch all these movies. We're watching the movies slowly but surely. Watching all the, bringing her up to speed with Marvel where I'm at. Like, then the movies is easier to do than versus like a series where you got to watch. 30 or 40 episodes, all like 40 minutes, you know, like a Game of Thrones type of deal. The MCU did a fantastic job in making like a miniseries, but in movie form. And every movie ties in with the other. And now they've built, and now they're branching out and doing like miniseries outside of that, but are independent in their own, in their own aspects. So the MCU is doing a phenomenal job of just world building and uh, character building and you know, the interactions between the characters and in the interaction. And I think people have been wanting to see this for a long time, especially comic book fans and video game fans. Like I said, back to Final Fantasy. I love how Final Fantasy builds their worlds, you know, especially, you know, Bahamut. And that's why I couldn't think of before. He's like a kind of a dark, it's like one of the highest dark summons, I think. And Holy and Alexander is like one of the highest uh, light summons. But the MCU has done done a great job, and now you kind of want to see little nuggets of things here and there. Like, in Black Widow was just full of it. Black Widow was full of um, tidbits and, and clips and, and nuggets and lines and, and all of that. So I think it blends right in. I think it's a great send-off for Black Widow. I think, you know, Scar Joe, maybe the character is done with. And, and, I kind of, and I kind of am getting used to this idea that the characters are done. Obviously, everybody would like for Avengers Endgame to have the, the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all these, and they had like a thousand characters, every Ghost Rider. But the main core of the Avengers, I think, have had their run. And I'm okay with moving on from Robert Downey Jr. and Captain America as being the main central figures of the Avengers. And I would like to see Doctor Strange. I want to see more Scarlet Witch. I want to see... Uh, the Fantastic Four. I want to see the X-Men get in. I want to see more Spider-Man. I want to see more... I want to see Wolverine done right. I want to see a good Cyclops. I want to see, you know, Doctor Doom done right. I want to see some of these other people. Moon Knight. I want to see, you know... I want to see Nick Fury kick more ass than he has been in the movies because I, I want to see the more militarized Nick Fury, the more, you know, the sniper rifle Nick Fury. That's who I want to see. Uh... I just want to see a little bit more, you know, of some of these other characters. Not, and I and like I, I was thinking Iron Man could still be a presence, but maybe not Robert Downey Jr. Because anybody can just slip into the Iron Man costume and, and go. Uh, Spider-Man can just slip into his uniform and just Iron Man it up. Pepper Potts, and then obviously there's, uh, you know, Tony Stark's young daughter, who maybe they flash forward another 5, 10 years, 15 years, and... She's a young Tony, uh, a young Stark, you know. I'm trying to think if there's a, a car wash off of this freeway off ramp I'm about to get off. Um, I don't know if there is or not, but we're going to find out. <laughs> uh, maybe there one below the freeway. Uh, we'll find one. But yeah, so I, I kind of like that they're they're handing the torch off to Yelena. And, I, and like I said, I completely think Yelena will be the new Black Widow. And I think she's going to have uh, an army of widows behind her. And I think you'll see pictures of uh, Natasha. And there's always a possibility that she could pop up in the future if they go back in, in the time, in the timeline again and bring her out, you know. For the multiverse, you know, there's always that possibility. I think that's a possibility for literally every single character, but I wouldn't mind them holding off on that until, you know, they build up another great enemy and it's the very last thing, you know, that Marvel does. I, I wouldn't mind that at all, but I would like to see them build up some of these other characters. And I think that's what they're doing. I think they're giving these other characters some shine, you know. And, that, and to me, that's what this movie was. And I kind of feel like that's what they're trending to 
because uh, it fits right in with the cap the Captain America and the Winter Soldier. They bringing up a new Captain America to bring into shine, you know, bring into light some of these new things that they've been tinkering with over the years. Because I think there's been several different iterations of Captain America, and and there's gonna be several different iterations of Iron Man. And they try to give you all the different Iron Mans, but there's still more Iron Mans. And you know, we got Miles Morales as Spider-Man. There's there's several different versions of Spider-Man. There's just so much that they want to do. You know, there's a female Thor now. You know, when is that gonna pop up? And I think we're getting close to that because there's a female Loki, and I think the female Thor. I hope she makes a presence, or they at least hint at it at some point. Uh, you know, in this Loki series. So I kind of feel like that's what they're doing. They're going to bring to bring to light some of their other things that they've been tinkering with. And I think that, you know, and that's the same in uh, WandaVision. Scarlet Witch is now, was one way, and now it's a completely a whole other Scarlet Witch, like a new version of maybe one that is a little bit more magical and not so much what they had shown in Infinity War and in Endgame, you know, in prior you know, Ultron. It's crazy. Scarlet Witch was in all the, was in three of the four uh, Avengers movies, and and then now she's getting a whole reboot of her herself. So I kind of feel like that's what they're doing, and I, and this movie fits right in with what they're doing. Some new characters, some new uh, some new things going on, some new plot twists. Obviously, Taskmaster Taskmaster is still alive. Draco's daughter is still alive. And I kind of feel like she's going to play an important role going forward. So is, you know, Thunderbolt Ross and, and so on. Abomination is still here. And I like that they brought Abomination back for uh, the Ten Rings movie. So if you like MC, you're gonna. I think you're going to like what they did with this. That's my final thought. I think not only did I enjoy the movie just as a movie. Uh, and to see the send off and to see all of that, I kind of feel like this is a this was a good passing of the baton to the next Black Widow. You know, Elena going to be in charge, and Elena I think held her ground with uh, ScarJo, and I actually I think they got a younger version and all of that. And I kind of feel like you know that will be fucking amazing to see you know see her going forward. So there's a gas station here at this mobile gas station. Let me see if you have to pay inside first or what the fuck. But, uh, yeah, that's my final thought on Blackwood. I, I go watch. If you if you like the MCU movies, and you should like this one. This one was I felt was really good as well. You know, I had no complaints about the movie. It started out amazing, and it, and it ended well, too. Like, I kind of feel like they, they did... They did well with the movie, as far as I'm concerned. They did. Fuck. There's another one you have to pay inside first to use it. So let me just track up the road to find one where you can just pay at the fucking... Oh, as I was cut up there rudely momentarily... Moving on from Black Widow, I also watched UFC. Uh, this Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Part Three. And my thoughts on uh, Conor? I, I think Conor's been done. Uh, Khabib really fucked his shit off. Uh, and I just don't think that McGregor can fucking. I think the rest of the UFC caught up to him. Uh, Khabib, Austin, Justin Poirier, and a, you know, a couple other folks. And, and I don't think he's no longer the top. I, I think it's too much. Conor McGregor is too much side bullshit, a lot of this. He wants to be a fucking rock star uh, personality guy, hype machine for himself. And he needs to pipe down on that. And I'm not trying to help the man out. And I'm not trying to bash the man either, but I just think there's nothing for him to, other than to get his ass beat by everybody else that's that is absolutely 100% dedicated to fucking fucking his shit off. 
that's what I don't think he's seen. Khabib was 100% dedicated to fucking erasing that man's whole entire career in one night. He was That was the dedication. There's different... Connor wants to fucking be this fucking guy who's talks the talk and has the commercials and be the famous guy, be the face of the franchise and whatnot, and then fucking fight. Fighting is almost secondary to what he's doing. And I just think everybody else is gunning for him like they want to end his fucking life. That literally is what they were trying to do, is end his life. Um, while I don't care one way or the other, you know, I just feel like, you know, he's not putting that sort of dedication into into his craft like these other people are. Dustin Poirier wanted to fucking beat him and beat him convincing, and he's done so, I think, now twice. There's no, even though uh, Conor McGregor was like, yeah, I'm going to try to do the leg kicks. Uh, if you don't actually do that daily and build your fucking muscles up in front of you, you don't kick something every day for years. You know, I can't run and play soccer because the moment the fucking soccer player goes and fucking we collide legs, we, I, my leg might break just like Connor's. But the guys who do that every day, every day for 100, their muscles buffer that impact. Their bones may have been broken past. They've healed stronger. Uh, that's just what it is, man. Like, he doesn't dedicate himself to that to that craft and and it shows it really does show it really shows that like okay like and he was getting his ass beat on the ground too I mean when they were standing up like I said he tried to go for the legs and supposedly Dustin said that's where he cracked he, he felt it uh, fractured and, and I actually buy that I actually buy the fact that okay yeah he probably fractured it you know, mid-fight, and then he fucked up. You know, he fucked it up as he was going for the little, you know, for the, you know, late in the, late in the round. Hold on one second. I pay for... My car wash, and, uh, you know, here we are. So, let me make sure my windows are rolled up. Okay, so we're getting set up here on the car wash. Anyways, yeah, Dustin said that he felt Connor's leg uh, fracture, and I and I and I believe that because uh, I believe you know, like I say, if you're not kicking some shit every day for years, like kickboxing, and I and not to say that Connor's not a good fighter or anything, but I think he was a little overhyped, and he had a run of some people that weren't top notch. I don't know, can you guys hear the car wash doing my shit? Anyways, uh, he got, he was getting his ass beat on the ground, and Dustin Poirier was like, he wanted that, he wanted it bad, so I, you know, I, I just know that the dedication to, is not the same. Dustin's dedication was insane, you know, and that's what I kind of feel like, the dedication is a different level for Dustin Poirier and McGregor, McGregor's still kind of like into the showsman aspect of it, and I'm like, he didn't need need to do all that, And that, and that's why I kind of feel like he's done, I just think that 
UFC is now caught up to him, and he's definitely beatable. Not only is he definitely beatable, but he's definitely, definitely, like, he kind of got washed the last couple times. He's been on a, on a very terrible, like, losing streak, in a sense. Anyways, my car wash is complete. I can continue on driving to where I gotta go. But yeah, no, it, it's definitely... It's definitely... I kind of feel like it's definitely... The, the UC's caught up to him. And he's definitely... not. He's not putting himself in complete dedication to his craft. And I, I just think that's a bad recipe for, you know, success. You know, kind of like... Mike Tyson at one point. Mike Tyson was absolutely dedicated to killing every man, every person he came into contact with when he was in his prime. He definitely wanted to fucking eat a motherfucker's children. And he wanted to, he knew at the moment he stepped in the ring, some people lost. And you could see it. You could definitely see it in previous bouts. But later in his career, when all that hype and all that got to his head, like, everybody started picking him apart. And that's kind of what's going on with Connor. Connor's a good fighter. Obviously, he can win on some less talented fighters, but I don't think he's going to go down that route. Uh, he wants a championship fight. He wants another Dustin Poirier, but I don't think he could probably fight Dustin Poirier again in six months, and he'd probably lose. And not only would he lose, it would be a, a convincing loss. He was getting his ass convincingly beat on the ground and Dustin Poirier also connected with him on the chin and it felt like he rocked Connor a little bit. Connor does not have the best hands in the business. Uh and now nor is he the greatest fighter. When he lost to Diaz uh, on short notice, I kind of felt that Diaz took advantage of him based on the fact that his hands uh are not are not what Connor is used to. He's not used to that kind of power, that kind of resistance. And then he eventually just got caught up and uh, he's whipped his ass. And the second time, Connor kind of danced around a lot. I felt that even though he was a champ, he was doing a lot of dinking and dunking and just won based off the fact that he was probably USC's golden boy at the point in time. But now that Khabib, I, I, the really, where it, it started with Diaz, but Khabib came in and really worked him on the ground. They just showed, that showed to me it's not necessarily that Connor isn't fit, or he's not willing to put in the work, or this, that, or the other thing, or doesn't train to be a UFC fighter, but Khabib is just on another level on the ground and pound, and you know, he took him down, and he just really smashed Connor's entire existence, and that kind of showed that if you do things a certain way that Connor's not doing, like you will have success. And now Dustin Poirier has success against him twice. And I kind of feel like the rest of the UFC is, is taking notice. And that's why I kind of feel like either A, Connor needs to go and retool himself. Uh, obviously, he's injured, but I don't know I don't know where he goes from here. Uh, I think, personally, Connor is kind of done for. Because Khabib could step into the ring at any point in time and fucking end his career again. Uh, it put another fork in it. And I, so I don't think Connor can get over a couple of the humps in the division. Uh, Dustin Poirier is a bad man as well. So I don't know if maybe Poirier, Khabib could be a thing. But yeah, I just think you watching the fight, you just seem like it started off somewhat even and he was throwing the kicks. And then, like, Dustin just caught him with the hand and rocked him, put him up against the cage, took him down, was seemingly, e not ease, but seemingly just wasn't difficult. And then just fucking ground and pounded him. And I thought it should, I thought it should have been stopped a, a time or two in there. Because uh, it looked like Dustin was just hammering him in the head. And 
you know, Connor just, you know, if there would have been a, it would have been a non-title fight with somebody would have stopped it. He just had the benefit of the doubt. They were like, well, maybe he'll come back. Like he's still kind of wiggling around, but you know, like Connor was getting his ass whipped on the ground. He couldn't get off the ground, you know. And then when he did get off the ground, the last second they let him up, his leg gave out, and or he broke his ankle or his leg or whatever he fucking broke. Uh, but I just know that that injury is a is a cool it's a cool while before you come back from that one as well. Like I kind of feel like. He might not. He might not come back from that. I mean, not, he might not come back to seeing fighter for sure. You'd be, you'd be hard pressed to throw that kick. So it takes right off the bat, you would be hard pressed to throw that kick. Let alone throw that full strength. Let alone take on somebody who knows how to kick like that and kick that fucking leg. You know, because that's, that's an automatic target. I would kick his leg right on that knee because, you know, you're probably overcompensating a little bit some of the muscles. You know, the muscles do that. You know, you get an injury, you start easy. You get to pull your Charlie horse on one leg and your left leg all of a sudden fucking starts doing the heavy lifting or whatever. And that's just what it is. It kind of like, I kind of feel like, yeah, he's in bad, bad shape going forward. So, uh, overall, I thought the UFC card overall was really good. A um, couple of fights, especially the women's fight just before that. And I thought that the women's fight was really good. Uh, the Mexico came in and whipped, whipped, some, whipped some ass. Uh, I know a lot of people are making a... I didn't see the entire O'Malley fight, but, yeah, that's whatever. I watched some of it. Uh, I just kind of feel like if we're talking strictly Connor and Poirier, Poirier is in the top, and it'll be a while for he relinquishes the top seat. And Connor, even though he was talking a lot of shit on the ground, uh, he was getting his ass whipped. He, he was. I don't think that anybody would deny that he wasn't getting his ass whipped. He was getting his ass whipped on the ground. And for most intensive, he got his ass whipped up top. Uh, he did land a couple of leg kicks. He did land a couple of punches. But Poirier came back with his own leg kicks, stopped him from throwing his leg kicks, and then caught him with the left. And that was what really, to me, what really set the pace. He caught Connor with the left. And those split-second decisions that, you know, they... You just know if you're a completely fighter, you're just completely dedicated. Those are the ones that catch you. You know, Chuck Liddell got caught, I don't know how many times, throwing a haymaker, and it was just like one second late. And I kind of feel like that's just going on with Connor, and it's just, he should just stop while he's ahead. Because I think, I think he just, people were just going to beat him, and the UFC should allow him to maybe commentate, maybe. You know, I know DC is doing the, the commentation with, but they should really have him do some fights or maybe, you know, I don't know, be a trainer at a training camp or whatever, you know. I, I kind of feel like it's, it's over. He's not a boxer either. Mayweather bounced his head off the canvas, as it were. So, I mean, he just had a lot of losses down this last couple of years. It's just too many losses for for me to really, you know, even make even an argument for him to be, you know, like, wow, maybe they should, he should fight this guy or that guy. He can build himself back up. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where it goes. I think Connor is officially kind of like Dunzo in a sense. Uh, but moving on from that, let's, uh, you know, Loki's about to wrap up. I don't know. I talked about that in the other episode. It wraps up tomorrow, but I don't want to light this episode up. So I might talk about that, you know, on next week's episode or later this week, maybe Fridays or something. 
we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, like, going back to the MC. MC has done a fantastic job with Loki. And I think Loki's really... I'm glad that they brought in another Loki, a couple of other Lokis. And, you know, just fucking the world that they're building. And then the gap, and they gave him... This could have been a movie for him, but they decided to do Disney Plus. And I'm like, that's that's legit. I know What If is coming. Uh, I would like to see the different... I, will, I hope that What If is a long enough series, and they keep redoing it. And they keep, you know, they have it, like, being, like, a catalog, like, 30 different fucking episodes. Maybe 50. Maybe every so often they drop another 10. Drop another 5. Drop another 6. Uh, so what is coming? Um, I'm also excited to see G.I. Joe. Um, Snake Eyes. I would like to see Snake Eyes coming up in theaters. You know, there's a couple movies I kind of want to see coming up. Obviously, we're waiting for the Spider-Man trailer because I think Spider-Man coming out this year. We're waiting on the Spider-Man trailer. Uh, I'm waiting on another Eternals trailer. I know the Eternals is coming and so is uh, the Ten Rings. You know, Doctor Strange. Oh, I'd like to see some of these things happen here pretty soon. I think Marvel should kick into high gear now that movies are back and things are happening for them. I think things should kick into high gear uh, for them going for, for the marketing. So, with all that said, you know, I don't know if this is going to be the last thing I talk about. I, I was thinking, trying to think about things while I was talking here randomly, but I'm watching The Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. I haven't finished it, but I plan on finishing it soon, so The Seven Deadly Sins uh, Season 5 is looking, it's phenomenal so far. Really, really advancing the story with Meliodas and, and company. I think they're going a little fast, but I don't mind it. I like it. I'm also watching Record of Ragnarok, and me and my girlfriend are, like, on episode four or five of it, so, you know, there's only 12, so we're kind of slow rolling that. As soon as we finish that, I'm going to talk about that, uh, and I like the promise that that show has. I know there's only got 12 episodes, and I'm kind of wondering, they're not going to finish. There's supposed to be, like, 12 or 13 fights. They might only get done with, like, two at the rate they're going. And so, obviously, they're going to be a season two, maybe even a season three uh, record of Ragnarok. So, I'm kind of excited. I, I like what I see so far. Thor versus Lubu. Uh, also on the anime side. Uh, My Hero is now starting to get really good. Endeavor is training up Bakugo, uh, Todoroki, or Shoto, and Deku. Uh, like, he wanted to know what makes him tick and stuff, so now that he's training him. And now that the League of Villains, or whatever they're called, with Dobby and uh, the other cats, supposedly in 40 days, or or whatever, they're going to plan a massive attack in every district. It'll be seen, interesting to see what they got cooking up. Uh... I like to see what they got cooking up. It's been, I, they've been fucking around getting to this point to where I'm like, okay, now they're starting to get to back to the meat of the story or at least pointed in that direction. So I'm kind of hoping my hero gives us some good episodes going forward. Uh, you know, and I'm still watching One Piece. I haven't got past this fucking Davy Jones back or Davy Back Jones uh, tournament that they got going on. But. It should, I should be nearing its end, too. I, I haven't got back to Food Wars, so I'll get, get back to Food Wars eventually. Uh, but I got a lot of my play trying to wrap up. Uh, trying to wrap up some of these things, Loki. Uh, the Bad Batch uh, is going good as well. There, I've already watched episode 11. And I kind of feel like... This in-between story that is in-between when... You know, episodes three and four. Between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. 
this is kind of glazing over several uh, things, and they're just kind of like, I think they're going to leave it. I don't know how long the Bad Batch plans on going. Hopefully, it's more than one season. Uh, because I feel like they haven't really touched on Omega's story. And they kind of like, you kind of know where she comes from and, and kind of her importance, but they there's no, I don't know if she's going to train to become something at some point, you know? That kind of, I kind of want them to tell you, tell us where that's going. Uh, but it's, it's kind of interesting to see how the Empire uh, is fucking like they just turned totally from the war that was going on with the droids and and the clones, and now it's just full blown like you know what I mean? Like they just are like completely taking over the entire galaxy, and it's kind of crazy to see it kind of slowly descend into madness. Um, they and they need to. Uh, I want them to get into more into that story because the descent to chaos, it was like Darth Vader appeared and the clones killed off the Jedi and then the descent into darkness. There's a whole gap where, you know, this takes place and they're just kind of touching on it. And, the, you know, the clones are now seen as, you know, obviously the stormtroopers are now seen as completely bad guys. But it just kind of switched overnight, like, you know, so that's kind of amazing to see. But then, I, again, like I said, like, I want to see, I want to see more of this, like, going on, so. Uh, I'm watching that, and, you know, hopefully the Bad Batch doesn't end anytime soon, because I think, I think on episode, hopefully they get, like, 20 or 30 episodes out of it, or 15 or something, so it's not over yet. So with all that said, you know, I'm going to end this here. We're gonna, uh, I got my tour tickets, obviously. Like I said last time, tours are back. I got to get to working out. Maybe we'll get some workout episodes in here. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. I'm going to – we'll talk about Loki and whatever else happens, you know, going forward on the, on the entertainment front. I don't know any movies that are – Asshole, motherfucker! Why the guy try to just cut me off? Uh, anyways, but yeah, so I'm gonna end this episode here. I'll get, I'll be back, hopefully end of this week or early next week. So, stay tuned. L- take just fucking listen to what I'm saying. Anyways, I'm out. Later.